watching KCMI-TV. Well, thank you for joining me today. And, um, you know, a lot of believers don't really understand this, but, you know, in our own society, our society in America and even in other nations, we function because there are laws. That means that the nature of man has to be restricted, and so there are laws, and laws don't work unless there are consequences or penalties attached to them. And of course, we find this works because it's a biblical principle. When you look in the word of the Lord, uh, there are a lot of laws. Um, there's the law of perpetual evil of the sin nature. Uh, there's a lot of people today that, and a lot of churches that think that we can rehabilitate the old man, you know, through counseling or, or whatever. But the Bible says this, that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And if you look up the word desperately, this is what it means, incurable. The law of sin nature is a law. You cannot change the old nature. Um, there's the law of continual conflict, which just simply means this, that you have two natures in you that are at war. And there will always be that war or that conflict until Jesus comes back and redeems us. Now, you can control that war by daily killing the old man so that you're not in this torn up battle every day, but you basically have peace because the war, the law of the spirit has overpowered the old nature. But if you don't stay on top of this, again, there will always be the law of continual conflict. Now, there's another one. It's the law of, of leaven, the law of sin. And sin of any variety that is allowed to exist and not be dealt by the believer will work as leaven. And see, there's a, unfortunately, human beings that really don't understand the laws of God think that they can control sin. But Paul likens sin to leaven. He said, a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. And what does leaven do when you put it for, it causes fermentation. It just gets more powerful and it makes that thing grow. It's in bread. And he likened that in our lives, that the law of sin is that it will continue to grow in you until it completely takes over. This is why a, a, a healthy young athlete that's 17 years old that starts drinking, when you look at him when he's 60, he's emaciated, lost everything, gaunt looking, cirrhosis of the liver, looks like he's 85. Why? Because the law of sin continued to ferment in him until it destroyed everything in him. I'm not gonna delve too much on these, uh, but another one is that the law of sin is death. The Bible says this in the scripture, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. And so, you know, unless we repent, the law of sin is that it ends in death. Now, I wanna take, I, I wanna talk about the laws of harvest 
in this podcast, and I want us to go to the book of Galatians, chapter 6. We're going to start with, we're going to read verse 7. It says, be not deceived. Whenever the writer starts out with that word, be not deceived, he says you need to be careful in this area because if you're not cognizant, he said, the enemy will get you to think one way and you'll be thinking wrong. So he says, I'm getting ready to tell you something. And he said, don't let the enemy deceive you on what I'm going to tell you. He says, God is not mocked. The word mocked here, for us to have a better understanding, it's our word ridicule. You ever seen somebody that's ridiculed? They're just made fun of, they're demeaned, everybody just laughs at them. And this verse here says, man is not going to mock God. Now, he can do it for a little while, but, and we're going to pick up on that in this lesson. He says, God is not mocked, and this is where, this is a law. Whatsoever, not some things, not some categories, but whatsoever a man, and this is speaking collectively of humanity, boys, girls, men, women, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. God, the, the devil, um, and we see this in the natural realm, the devil lets people live on credit. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, you know, you, a lot of people that really can't afford something, you'll see a sign that says, like for furniture, uh, no payments for a year. You go and you get all this furniture, and you don't have to make a payment for a year, but what they don't tell you is, after a year, not only are you going to have to make payments, but there's interest. And three years down the road, you got furniture that's old that you still owe more on it than what you were supposed to have paid for it. That's how the devil works. God's the opposite. With God, it's cash only. He doesn't do things on credit. He will make you pay for something till you make your last payment, and then he gives it to you. That's how God works. And so um, I've learned this. If the sowing is painful, then the reaping will be joyful. And if the sowing is pleasurable, then the reaping will be painful. And so our idea, our concept of God really defines uh, how we see the Lord. This is the first law that I want you to hear. Um, let, me, let me go over. The first law is that we reap in kind what we sow. If you go back to the book, book of Genesis, the scripture says this, that when God created in those five days, that he said everything will bear after its own kind. So what is true in the botanical realm is also true in the um, realm of the zoological. So is the entire realm of biology is governed by this law. Your whole life, good or bad, is governed by this law that you reap the same thing that you sow. Um, 
in our lives, everything, when it reproduces after its own kind, it can either be a blessing or it can be a curse. Uh, in Galatians 6 and 8, it says, He that soweth to his flesh shall up his flesh reap corruption, but he who soweth to the Spirit shall reap spiritual things. And so, a lot of times when we sow as believers, when we're sowing to the Lord, we're giving something to God that we need. But we are sowing because we believe that while we are sowing, God will sustain us. This is why he makes statements like, my God will supply your every need according to his riches and glory. That means that when you got a car payment due, but your tithe needs to be paid, that you sow your tithe into the kingdom of God and God will take care of your car payment. This is why Matthew says, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all these other things will be added unto you. Um, give you an example that you sow in kind. You remember in the book of Esther, the scripture says that Haman hated Mordecai because Mordecai wouldn't pay him honor. And the scripture says that Haman went and built a gallows to hang Mordecai on. Every word you speak, every action that you take, whether you realize it or not, is a seed that you're putting in the ground. We know in this story that Haman wound up hanging on the gallows that he built for Mordecai. Why? Because he sowed hanging for a righteous man, and he reaped hanging for an ungodly man. If you go back and you read the story of Jacob, he reaped in kind. The Bible says that he schemed to get the firstborn birthright. And the Bible says that in turn, he reaped it when Laman tricked him with the firstborn of his own daughter, Leah. The scripture says that he, let me, let me write this down, read this here. The Bible says that he deceived his father. Remember this, that, Leah, that Jacob and his mother deceived his father Isaac with goat skins and made, them, made him think that this was Esau. The scripture says that way down in Jacob's life later, that his own sons deceived him into thinking that his son was dead, Joseph, by bringing in a garment that had been stained with goatskin blood. On the negative side, and I have found this, that sometimes it's, you think that the enemy has forgotten or God's forgotten what you've done, but God says no. He says, everything that you sow, that shall you also reap. But it's not all negative. 
There are so many of you that have been godly, that have sown such sacrifice in your life, that you are coming into the season of harvest now, where the Lord no longer is requiring you to sow, but we are in harvest by the Spirit of God. And so that takes us to another law. You reap in a different season than when you sow. And boy, I've seen this, uh, especially in the negative sense. I can name you several people that when they were young and full of energy and prosperous, they were just mean as a snake. They treated people bad. They sowed all kinds of, of things that they shouldn't have done. And most of the time when you reap the negative, it's in a time in your life where you're too old or too weak to change it. You, it just happens that way. And, and I would say in, at, at my age now, I have the privilege of looking at how people have lived their lives. And there were a lot of people that when I was young and they were prosperous and I thought, how do they get away with that? And now I look at their lives and they're pitiful. And, it's, and it's, it's painful to look at them, but they are reaping a harvest of what they planted. Remember when I said that sometimes if the sowing is enjoyable, then the reaping will be painful. Sin is pleasurable. The Bible talks about this. It says that Moses chose rather to suffer the afflictions of the children of God to, than to enjoy the pleasure of sin. A lot of times as Christians and preachers, you know, we want to talk about what sin's horrible. Listen, sin's fun. It appeals to that old nature that we talked about recently in another podcast, your will. And you're going to always reap in a different season. Harvest never comes immediately after planting. And this is where a lot of people think, well, I got away with it. No, it's just the laws of God. That God will allow that thing to germinate in the soil of your life, and he generally will bring a harvest up than when you can't do anything about it. Uh, on the positive side, uh, there's a lot of us that at my age have, have most of their lives served God, and, and we thought, Lord, we've, we've sown so much, and we don't see any harvest. And, you know, you're at an age where, you know, you're older or you're retired or you think, you know, I don't have the platform anymore or my strength isn't what it used to be or whatever. And then all of a sudden, harvest hits and God opens the windows of heaven. You think, oh, my goodness, look what the Lord has done. God will always allow you to have the strength to enjoy the harvest. I feel this in the Holy Ghost, even, even Caleb. Remember when Caleb, you know, at 40, he went into Canaan land, he looks at the Mount Hebron, and he says, man, this is where I want to live. And I think probably for those 45 years that he was in the wilderness, all that time he's thinking, are we leaving this year? Are we going in the land? He remembered the streams, the fish, the, the beauty, the, the, the air, and all of that. And he keeps thinking, I just wish I could be there. You know, I'm at an age I can enjoy it. But you know what God did? He preserved Caleb. That when he was 85 and he should have been old and not been able to, to enjoy the inheritance, he said, God has preserved me, and I feel just as good now at 85 as I did when I was 40. 
I feel in the Spirit of the Lord to tell you this. Some of you, God has preserved you. There's even a renewing of strength going to come on some of you that as God begins to let you reap what you have sown. Doesn't the Scripture say this? They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Oh, I want to encourage you that for all of you that have paid the price and lived the life and, you know, for years, you know, my wife and I finally, God has let us buy some land and, and uh, get a, a house that we enjoy. And, you know, for years I would visit other ministries and, and we were living in an apartment and we were happy for what our friends had. And I just finally thought, Lord, maybe that's just not your will for us. And then one day God did it and, and God's given us the strength and the vitality to be able to enjoy what God has given us. And so, um, this is another law, and, and I won't hold you too much longer, but this is really important. You always reap more than you sow. This is absolutely one of the most important aspects concerning harvest that there is. If this law was not in place, there would never be a harvest. The farmer would go out five months later and he would be digging up the same thing he planted. And see, this is why the Bible says this, that God gives seed to the sower, not the harvester. And this is why God makes seed bitter. You ever bite into a seed of an apple? It's bitter. Why does God do that? Because he never intended for you and I to eat seed. Seed will never meet your needs. Seed will never fulfill you. Seed is given to a sower for planting. Because what God wants you to have in your life is not seed, but he wants you to have harvest. And so you always reap. What you, what you have planted, but in so much greater way. And this is, this is also in the natural. Proverbs 22 and 8, He that soweth iniquity shall reap calamity. The word calamity here means trouble and sorrow and wickedness and mourning, affliction. This is why I'm encouraged about the hour that we live in. Because we have watched wicked men in the earth, leaders, whether it's in church or in politics that for years has done nothing but sow corruption and evil in the earth and they're prosperous. David dealt with that in the book of Psalms. He said, God, he said, I just get discouraged when I look at them. They don't seem to have any problems. He said, I never understood it till I went into the sanctuary and then my spirit man saw. Can I tell you that there is a reversal taking place right now? And for all of the people that sowed sin that was so pleasurable, no pain in it, now they're getting ready to reap the heartache. And for all of you precious men and women that have sown in the years gone by the seed and you haven't yet seen it come into harvest, get ready. Hallelujah. That goes back to scripture. God is not going to be ridiculed whatsoever you godly men and women planted. Hallelujah. God says, you shall also reap. And 
I love this verse. It says, he that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again rejoicing, not bringing his seed with him, but bringing his sheaves with him. So I want to encourage you in the Lord. Good days ahead, fantastic days. This is, listen, you and I are not sowing anymore. We are reaping. We are in the very, in the beginning stages of reaping. Get up every morning, expect God to do something just supernatural. What you planted in the kingdom has to come up, will come up, and with great joy. Amen. You'll, you'll enjoy it. God bless you. I love you. Pray this word's been an encouragement to you. I'll see you next week. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.